This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hello. Good morning, everybody. I'm here with uh, Pastor Josh, spiritual formation pastor, and a special, most honored guest, Pastor Brandon Kinsey, our next steps in community. Right? Community, yep. Okay, next steps in community pastor. Yep. AKA Haggard Hufflepuff, the paper cutter. Oh, there's there's a story. Uh, here. That's that's a long title. Uh, <laughs> that's that's shorter than community and next steps pastor, I think. Can't we just oh. use like an acronym of some kind? For community next steps or Haggard Hufflepuff? C N S C Community Next Steps P. C Yeah. Anyway. This is episode eleven, y'all. Thank you for joining us. Uh hope your day is blessed. If you're watching or listening, we always I always say that. If you are watching or listening, you are. So there is no if. Those that are not watching or listening cannot hear me say or see sense. me say anything. And but how cool would sense. it be if they oh, could? Man. Well, if you Elon Musk people, has his way. If the people that aren't listening were still listening. This is, a, I'm telling you. I don't know if we'll you get. You guys just blew my mind already in the first minute. <laughs> See, we don't mess around here. We, we, don't. we don't. Although, speaking of messing around. Okay. Speaking of messing around. Okay. So I had, I had an interesting conversation this past week with a couple of different people uh, about the podcast. And I had one person, they said to me, like, I started listening to an episode and you guys were just talking about like, coffee and like <laughs> stupid stuff like i shut it off i don't need to hear that crap and I, <laughs> but then i talk to other people and they're like that's that's actually my favorite part yeah. Yeah, so like uh, just disclaimer yep we're gonna talk about coffee yes right out of the gate uh we're probably gonna talk about other random stuff for the first six or seven minutes. i hope we could talk about chat gpt at some point i have no idea what so that we're, is. i'm telling you this is some crazy stuff but anyway okay so, so we might talk yeah. about that. So it might be ten minutes. Yeah. So if know. you're if you do not like right banter, then just go ahead and fast forward fast ten forward, minutes. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Fast forward and uh, yeah, chick or, mark speed or yes, listen to it at half speed. And even <laughs> though we're talking about really random stuff, it will be entertaining. I assure you. We've we've, we've tested this. We've tested. <laughs> and God, we may have cried a few times listening. Yes. on like the best, the best slow mo episodes are the ones that you're on because you're already pretty chill. You're a pretty chill guy. <laughs> uh, so when you slow your voice down more, it's it's pretty it's pretty something. That makes sense. <laughs> See, so listen to that half speed. Yeah, listen like, to that part at half yeah. speed. Makes sense. <laughs> well, hey, guys, so we're, we're talking about coffee. Series. Yeah, so we got coffee. We'll do yeah, that. Yeah, what'd you make we'll that first? Our... Okay, so I got a little coffee on my coffee thing. Now, this coffee oh, is from Say. Fancy. It is really a fancy place yeah. in uh, Brooklyn. This is from the Finco El Chaferote, lot number two. It's a pink bourbon variety. It's washed. It's from Colombia. Um, so yeah, this is this is uh, from sixteen hundred meters. It was harvested in July, uh, and the roasters say now in our second season working with the coffees from Eric Bravo. This continues to be one of our favorite expressions of the pink bourbon variety, which is type of coffee bean. In the cup, we find a classic pink bourbon profile. Okay, what do you taste? Let's. I'm not going to tell you yet. See, I'm really bad. We've talked about that. I'm really bad at this. 
Kinsey probably tasted nothing. Kinsey's good at this. Well, I'm going to switch no, the cameras to no, Kinsey. This is Here too much is. pressure. What do I you mean, taste, it's Kinsey? It's very clean. Yeah. I'm almost done with my cup, by the way. I'm sorry about that. It's, um, I would say it's bright. Okay. It definitely has like a. Are there any specific foods? Um, like fruit, maybe. Okay. Um, I like it has a bright fruity flavor to it. Okay, Josh, what about I, you? I'm not. I don't. I don't have a specific. Nothing. Okay. But again, we we've established. I, Am here I we go. remotely close? Thing. You are very close. Uh, but fruit is kind of a. Uh, it's I mean, very generic. It's generic for coffee. Asian pear. Okay. Is it oh. Asian? I wish pear? you no. still had a a swirl uh, a swirl of it. Here, to I'll drink. just share yours. You could have some of mine. Lemonade. Uh, ripe stone fruit, ripe stone fruit. So oh, I've only had non-ripe and stone berries. fruit. <laughs> 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 I've never even heard of stone fruit. Well, it's like, really like a peach or a peach. Like it's oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's not what was in my mind. <laughs> what? Some rock thing in some jungle. <laughs> Say coffee, yeah. S E Y, uh, delicious coffee. It is very good. Yeah. 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 So, okay. And I always but, love the love that you put into the pour over on that. I, I am, I do. It's true. I'm going to tell you the, the, Finished taste. I taste the lemonade. Okay, so I taste now, the lemonade. Here's when where, you say that, I okay, a, have yes. another drink of it. No, no, no. If you're no, willing, no I know like a, that you don't like. I'm fine to it. touch lips. Is that a thing? Like, so, like power suggestion? Because after you said lemonade, it is because there's like a tart. Sure, sure. There's almost like a sour. Yeah. Right, but like drinking it, I wasn't like, oh my goodness, it tastes like lemonade. But it wasn't bitter. Like there, no. like you could, yeah. the the sour, yes, but no bitterness to it, which yeah. was nice. Very yeah. pleasant. Yes, yeah, Say Coffee, S-E-Y. That. It's from Columbia. Check okay. it out. Very good. But we are in episode 11 of this podcast, Radiant Reflections, and we've got our special guest, Brandon Kinsey, with us, Pastor Brandon, because he brought uh, the message uh, this last Sunday, which was yesterday, as we yeah. shoot on Mondays and we produce uh, on, to release on on. Wednesdays, Brandon. Great job. It was a kind of a different message. Maybe tell the tell the viewers, tell the listeners, um, fifty thousand feet. What were you hoping to see happen through through that message? Yeah. So I mean, what was different about it is it wasn't like just twenty minutes of teaching or thirty minutes of teaching. Um, I would just introduce a concept or a verse, and then I would literally just step back and sit in a chair and um, there would be a question on the screen. So really what I was hoping to to help was just give space for Holy Spirit to come in and speak to people however he needed to, to mm -hmm. every individual. So, which, you know, like I don't want to box him in or anything like that, but it was just creating space for Holy Spirit to, to speak to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, so in Advent, right? So we're in this theme of joy. Right, that was right. that was our theme yesterday. Right, right, and so you you hit on a few different things connected with joy. Just for those, remind everybody, right? Because you kind of had a a definition. You know, you grabbed some Hebrew, you grabbed some Greek, but mm -hmm. then you kind of you gave everybody a summary. Simcha, you know, of, yeah, of joy. Like what it what what is that? And because I th sometimes we yeah. use that interchangeably, and we think joy and happiness. Right, like oh, that's that's yeah. the same thing. Like how how would you tease that out? 
Yeah, that it's not. I love how you both just took a sip of coffee after asking that question. We just want to give you space to for to, my response to to respond. Yeah. Um, so if you're watching that, I just found that actually really interesting. But they are watching it. Yeah, they are watching it. <laughs> well, I think or podcast listening. of listening. So yeah, <laughs> right. So, anyways, that does mess with the, your the head if a is bit. the word that has uh-huh. to be removed. From the I language. see why you said what there you said. There can be no if. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, the difference between joy and happiness. Blah, I yes. So um, it's not um, tied to circumstance. Well, the only circumstance would be our salvation in Jesus. And so it's um, it's not this emotional state based on if everything's going really well right now. Um, like we can still have joy in spite of um, like the storms of life or turmoil or things that are happening mm. all around us. We can still have joy in the midst of all that. So that's kind of what I was hoping for because I did have an interesting conversation with someone after, I think it was second service, um, John. He's like, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but the way you tied it in at the end. Um, and so, cause I think he was kind of wrestling with some of those meditative moments, but then I had a conversation with someone. It was their first time visiting. They were actually from Portage. Um, they came and visited with their daughter and her words were, I traded my sorrows for joy today. Mm, praise mm. the Lord. And so like, it was cool to get these different responses mm-hmm. um, based on how they viewed the message or that time of reflection. So yeah, I, I kind of went on a little bunny trail there, but our joy is not connected to our circumstances per se. The only circumstance would be in our relationship with Jesus. Now, and you, you know, you just talked about the city of trading sorrow for joy, which, you know, does that take you right back to a little bit? Daryl Evans, bro. <laughs> don't, don't do the I'm harmonic, the harmonic baseline. <laughs> That was good. I think he do. I think good. they were doing like. I think the guy he would do like tenths. Yes. Like he would do. Like it was. Yes. Yeah. So this is a song, right? Because I have no idea. So this is like. Dude, you early, don't know the song. Early I'm trading 2000s? my sorrows. Uh, well, so the lady that was telling me, she's like, it reminded me of this song. So I don't know if it's the same song that you're if talking about. If you heard oh. it, you would know okay. it. Yeah. You would okay. know it. Or, or you wouldn't, but you should go look at it. When, when yeah. we get back to the office. It's a good song. Okay. In like an hour. You should, you should look up. Okay. I'm yeah. trading my sorrows. I mean, it's like classic, classic early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of your one of your reflection questions had to do with the idea of mourning. Hmm. So I want to I want to explore that a little bit with you guys, like because you brought it up. Like, hey, is there something that I'm supposed to mourn? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. As as you were asking that, and I, I was in both services, right? And and the thing that I was chewing on is like, is that something that can be a significant barrier? to people experiencing joy mm. is that they haven't mourned. Mm. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe Great. it's some other some other pain in their life. Yeah. They haven't actually taken time to mourn it, and they won't really see joy until they've processed through that. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. so speaking of that in your experience, but I think like, if you look at our culture, right, and I've had conversations even just within the last week with people to this end, but like this idea that emotion is weakness mm-hmm. or no, Hey, like you can't, you know, don't cry. Like that's right. like a, a negative thing. It's like, yeah. no, like, man, sometimes like, like that's one of the ways that, that people it's grieve and, and mourn, yeah. and it's a healthy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but would you guys say in both in your personal experience, but also again, in pastoral roles, walking alongside people in all different sets of circumstances, 
is that inability to mourn, do you feel like that's a significant barrier to joy? You want to go first? You want yeah, to no, I, I will because it, you, you teed this up perfectly, Josh. I was really excited, Brandon, to share this story with you uh, from the message that you shared. Um, I had a gentleman uh, approach me after second service. Um, uh, I didn't, I don't, I've talked to this guy before, but I didn't know him really well. I didn't know his story very well. Uh, and he came up, he gave me a Christmas card. It was very kind. Um, but he began to talk about his struggles, Mm -hmm. the things that he was dealing with. And, uh, he shared that in, in the mid nineties, one of his children, uh, I didn't catch whether I'm assuming this was accidental and not intentional. One of his children shot his other child and killed the child, a five-year-old child. And he's, he was just talking about dealing and processing that loss and that grief of the loss of a son Mm -hmm. and how he has coped with it in ways that have not been healthy for his life and how he's struggling to, to, uh, find, you know, and at one point in the conversation, he was, he, he'd, ha- he'd been having people tell him, you just need to get over this. Mm. And I said, friend, I, I don't receive that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't accept that. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't believe that's from God. I think mm. you can have joy in the fact that you know Jesus, but I don't think you're really fully going to heal for, from such a loss until you're in heaven. Until you're whole, until every yeah. tear is wiped away, right. you know, until eternity is reality. So it, it was a really powerful conversation because he, he kind of prepped it very, it, you know, some, he said, sometime I, I, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. And I thought, okay, cool. We'll get together another time. And they just began to unpack it. It was very vulnerable and very open and transparent yeah. with me. Um, and I believe it was as a result of, you know, being forced to consider the difference between mm. joy and happiness and maybe some some grief that he'd been given bad counsel with. Yeah. He'd been told, you know, a, a wrong way. Yeah. So I do think that that's, that's a problem. And his, he, his, his eyes welled up. He didn't actually, no tears came down. I was about ready to <laughs> Sure. You know, I'm listening yeah, to this poor it man. Yeah, me, even you, you know, sharing it. Yeah. So... Um, that's just one testimony from that that was good. What what about you? So um, we all as a staff went through Pete Segario's book, mm-hmm. Emotional Healthy Discipleship, and I'm going through it again with a group of people. Y'all need to read that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So in, in chapter one, um, he talks about spiritual uh, or emotional immaturity and how that affects. And he talks about our emotions. And... Um, a word picture that comes to mind is like the warning lights on a dashboard, like in your car. Um, and I think our emotions are a great indicator of mm-hmm. it's a warning sign of something is underneath the surface. Something's underneath the hood of the car that needs attention to it. Lights on for a reason. It's on for a reason. <laughs> um, not necessarily that the motor's going to blow up, right. but if you don't take care of this, there could be significant damage. And I, and I fully believe that our emotions are those lights, those indicators. And so when do we learn to embrace that? Uh, when do we learn to like just slow down a little bit? Like, 
why do I feel like this? Why mm. am I on edge? Why, why am I being short with my spouse? Like, mm. why am I being short with my kids? And so I think emotions are a huge indicator in that. And so when it comes to the idea of mourning, yeah, I think our culture has said just suppress it or numb it. And I mean, that was my story. I just would numb all of my pain. And so working through a ton of grief in my life, I mean, uh, with the exception of Amy and my kids, every single person that I've lived with has died. Like uh, my mom, my grandfather, and uncle that I lived with, um, and two dogs. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's just like um, people that were close to me, like they're they're all gone now. And so, and I didn't deal with it or I wasn't shown how to mourn or that it was just okay to mourn or that mourning takes a long time. But then when you read the scriptures, when you read the Psalms, when you read mm -hmm. Lamentations, like um, you see it all over scripture that it, it's okay to mourn. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. do we, do we allow that or do we give space to that? But I'm also wondering within community, some people don't know how to love people well mm. in while they're mourning. And that's and you know I think that connects too to the just the the overall cultural narrative, right? Because so like right now, right, if JB were to burst into tears, right, like there would be people that would be like, uh. I, I don't know what to do with this. Mm -hmm, you know, like, sure. <laughs> like yeah. uh, let's, this is uncomfortable for me. How yeah. do I, how do I, Hey, it's, it's right. okay. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta go. Right. I mean, right. I mean, and so there's, there's a level yeah. of discomfort, mm -hmm. uh, in, in witnessing that because again, like we've, we've been told, no, this is something that you just, you just put it away. You, you hide it. Right. You do all this stuff. But, well, and I, I, Galatians, you know, carry each other's burdens, you know, like mm. that's hard. <laughs> like that requires effort. Like if we'll just keep picking on JB, um, like, yeah, if he did cry, that would require effort on you and I to be present in this moment, which like, well, I've got things on my calendar coming up here in a few minutes. Like I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of the burden. And I think in our culture and the fast pace that we live in, it's, hard to be present with people, mm. especially those who are mourning. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, just get over it. Cause it's easier for me to say that than actually spend time with you. <laughs> Even though it's not at all, it's not at all helpful. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm and, and you guys, you speaking on this, right? But maybe it was a song, maybe it was a book, some a poem, something. I don't know if you guys ever heard it, but it's kind of like this idea they can't go over it, can't go under it, can't go around it. You have to go through it mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I, I think of that yeah. when it comes to grief. Mm -hmm. Right, like because you're talking about this guy, he was told, "Oh, just get get over it." Mm -hmm. yeah. But then, Kinsey, you you actually sort man, hey, until I really kind of worked through yeah. the loss, right? I I don't think it's something that you ever you ever yeah, and maybe you never totally heal from it, mm -hmm. you know? Sure, but yeah. I think I think by trying to just get over it or numb, whether it's you know drugs, alcohol, yeah. Netflix, you know, whatever, yep people try to numb it you're never going to actually heal right mm -hmm. you have to you have to wade into the mess of grief yeah to be able to to come out on the other side in some way shape or form yeah so one of my biggest losses was the loss of my mom I was, she was 53 years old 
and I have friends now that are 53. Mm. You know, and you're I'm, you're almost. <laughs> I was getting there. I'm I'm getting there. No, he's the next got, big one. You've got yeah. a ways. You've got a ways to go. Um, well, I'm currently, you know, I'm 42, and so like I realize how young that is. Mm-hmm. And then you know, in social media and friends, there's a lot of passings that seem to be happening with people that I just know right now. Like there's mm-hmm. just a lot of loss of life. Mm-hmm. But with my mom, you know, I mean, she passed away in 2004. So, like, that was a while ago. And so, like, it was super heavy at the front end. I didn't have Jesus. I didn't have the Holy Spirit then. Didn't deal with it right. Then, you know, surrendered my life. And then I was able to work through a lot of stuff. Um, Lots of counseling over the years and everything. But this last year, I grieved my mom in a way different way. Like, it was heavy this year. Um like, um, well, this last year in February, that's, that's when she passed was in February. So I have this natural rhythm of struggling with depression and all that stuff that time of year. And when I was aware of, oh, that's, I tend to be down in the dumps during that time. It's made a huge difference. I'm Mm -hmm. not down in the dumps as long. Mm -hmm. Well, this last February, um, like it was really heavy and really intense, but it was for a shorter period of time. Mm. And I've never felt that this way, but I'm in a different place in my spiritual walk. And man, I really felt close to the Lord during that time. Like even though it really sucked um, in that moment and the intensity was so high, like just, I don't know, I felt a closeness to the Lord in that moment. Well, uh, coming back to the book you mentioned, Pete Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, you know, Pete talks about, you know, we're very familiar with this, living in the Midwest, right? We've got seasons. Yeah. You've got summer, you've got fall, you've got winter, you've got spring, you know, you have all of these seasons. And he, he talks about in the book how God is present in every single season. Yeah. You know, I think about that as a worship pastor. You know, there are times when worship is like really exuberant. We call it our, our second service people. They they come lit. Those yeah, people, they're are, like they're they're, they're on fire. Very loud yesterday. Yeah, they were, yeah. it was pretty awesome. First service people are great too, but if you're a first service person and you come to second, you'll see what we're talking about. It's yeah. so, it is a little different. And then you just need to go back to first service and take some and of that sing with you. louder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'll yeah. think about that like in terms of worship. You know. It's not always exuberance, right? Mm. It's not always, mm. there are seasons. And for you, you know, you're saying that season of, of February is, is that's a reality that you're never, you're not going to forget. Right. You're 42 yeah. when you're 82. You're yeah. not going to forget that in February, you lost your mother. No. You won't forget that. Right. That you may feel better each year, but it's not like it's just going to like go away. Yeah. That's, that's the reality. Yeah. I, when you guys are talking, I was I was thinking in Psalms, and and Kinsey said the Psalms are full of basically David's expressions of 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 a reality that we try to suppress, as Josh was saying, a cultural reality. L- listen to what David says in Psalm forty two: As a deer longs for flowing streams, so I long for you, God. Mm. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I come and appear before God? What is he saying? When when can I die? My tears have been my food day and night while all day long people say to me, where is your God? I remember this as I pour out my heart, how I walked with many leading the festive procession to the house of God with joyful and thankful shouts. Why my soul are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? 
Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. Listen to what David says in verse six here. I am deeply depressed. I'm gonna say that, read that again. I am deeply depressed. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and the peaks of Hermon, from the Mount of Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your billows have swept over me. Mm. The Lord will send his faithful love by day. His song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? You ever ask God that? Mm. God, I feel like you forgot me. Why must I go about in sorrow because of the enemy's oppression? My adversaries taunt me as if crushing my bones while all day long they say to me, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. That's one of 50 examples. I Maybe yeah. I don't know the number for sure. Well, I, th- I don't remember the percentage, but there's a significant percentage of the Psalms would fall under the category of lament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we think of Psalms and we, we like Psalm Praise. 100, which is a right. good Psalm, right? We like Psalm 150. Let's get some <laughs> clanging cymbals. Yes. Let's, let's yep. bring on the band. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a pretty good percentage of them are, are laments. Yeah. But I think one of the key things, right? And, and we see that in Psalm 42, there's lament, but even in the midst of lament, you know, he's talking about the love of God. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, hey, put your hope in he's God. He's talking I mean, to himself. He's talking to himself. He's like, hey, yeah. nope, you're feeling this way. Yeah. Keep your keep your hope in in God. Keep your hope in God. So yeah, you 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 see that, and it, and maybe Kinsey that ties into that idea, right? Like there's things that we need to mourn, but even in the midst of mourning, and mm-hmm. and maybe on the other side of mourning, especially uh, to some extent, that's where you find that joy, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is what we're yeah you, you talked about yesterday. Yeah, that that when Jesus is going to come, he's going to restore um, all this junk and garbage, mourning, <laughs> grieving. Um, like, I don't think that was part of his plan to begin with. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, that's the hope and the peace that we can have is when he returns, we're not going to have that anymore. Like, how awesome is that going to be? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just looking forward to that day. And we don't know when that's going to come. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. So I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this, JB. You know, so we just read that Psalm of Lament. Mm-hmm. And this would have been, in a sense, the the hymnal of of the people, mm-hmm. you know, of, of Israel. And do you think, and obviously, like, this was pre-Jesus. This was pre-Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So maybe that changes some things. I don't know. Get you guys' thoughts on that. But should we... As a church, not just not just Radiant Life, but big as a C. big C church, should we incorporate more lament mm-hmm. in our, you know, whether it's in our music, whether it's through liturgy, whether I don't know. What do you get? What do you guys thought? I, I just we're just we're just I definitely do. here. So. I mean, I I definitely do. Um, and I, you guys know we all probably have some bit of a man crush on John Mark Comer. Uh, <laughs> You know, he his worship pastor actually wrote a, a, a whole album, a whole record that is Songs of Lament. Uh, I really do think that we we do need Songs of Lament. I think that the difficulty, and I'll just speak from a worship uh, pastor perspective, the difficulty is that when you come into a room of 500 people, and then you get another service of 500 people, I mean, there's over a thousand people 
that come to Radiant Life. So the mixed bag, and I, I say that kindly, the mixed bag of people and the places and, and the ways that they arrive and appear make it difficult mm. because, you know, okay, if we come into, into God's house and we know there's a handful of people that are in lament, like I know personally yesterday, um, good friends, sister in Christ, Oni, you know, Michael Keeley, uh, our friend, Rasika, mm-hmm. uh, Curtis, the guitar player, they came into the house of the Lord with great lament mm. yesterday. They lost their uncle last week, and a man that they respected and loved. It wasn't a distant uncle. It was someone they really, really respected and loved. So would we shift the entire service to minister to those, just that handful of people when we'll say the other 475 people have come in and they're like yeah. lit, stoked, ready to go. That's the difficulty. This is where I do think smaller groups and ministering to people in places of grief. Now, when I saw Oni, I went immediately and and gave her, embraced her and held her for a little bit. And just to tell yeah. her, Oni, I love you and I'm sorry. This is your, this was her brother. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I have no idea how this feels. I'm sorry. All right. So I, but I do think so. And I think if you're looking at a church of like over a thousand like ours, I do think that we could do better when there are larger catastrophes that are more nationally recognized. Mm-hmm. So we come into the house of the Lord after uh, a hurricane or, you know, something that brought mm-hmm. serious devastation. And we know that our, or, or like Coptic Christians being beheaded by, by uh, people in the Middle East. We come with grief over that. So I think there's ways that we can incorporate those things, mm-hmm. but I think there it's hard to balance those things. And that's I, like, I was wrestling with that. Like, I, I wouldn't say that I taught yesterday. I felt more as a facilitator in a sense and trying to facilitate space for Holy Spirit. And that's what I wrestled with in those moments of reflection is, not everybody was mourning, you know, mm-hmm. when I asked that question, like mm-hmm. the different reflective questions that we had. So like that was a challenge because that you, it's like not everybody's there, but you still want to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think there is some challenge with that, but I mean, you don't want to just force someone to mourn something either. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but that's where I say, if you, if you go, let's go specifically to the music aspect of it, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Is there, a, is there you know, in a sense, a way for us to model to the congregation the idea of lament? Yeah, not, not because, and I, and I think it was important that you hit on that reflection yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is that's the one that jumped out to me. Not necessarily because I'm I'm in the process of mourning, but just as you as we've interacted with people, right? Like again, you guys know this. You talk to people, you're like, man, like you have stuff you have to grieve. Mm. A lot of like, stuff. That is a yeah. that is a that is a right now. That's a yeah. that's a huge barrier mm-hmm. to you really leaning into what God has because you haven't processed through this. So I think it was a really important question to ask. Mm-hmm. But at you know when we go to the whole church level. Yeah, is is there a way to model that to where maybe today they're not in a place where they need to mourn, but maybe next week mm-hmm. they will be. Yeah, right. And and we've just established kind of as a practice to thing. Yeah, to how to mourn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what that looks like. I think liturgy is huge too. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and we shared it last week again. The prayer that I shared mm-hmm. that had a, a lament and a grief and a and a crying out in that prayer from Ted Loder as well. So. 
I think there's ways to weave it. And I sure. think that's what you did in your message. You really weaved that concept. Well, I, I wouldn't classify the song Gratitude by Brandon Lake as a song of lament, but there is something about maybe you're in lament. Like, I, I forget the line, but come on, wake up my soul or mm -hmm. something. Like, come on, let's let's still be able to sing hallelujah, mm -hmm. you know? And that's one thing I've always appreciated that song. And that was a song that was very instrumental during that dark time in February was mm -hmm. like, I still wanted to praise God, but like, I just didn't have it in me in a sense. And I felt like the way that the song gratitude is like, it put words to what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Brandon Lake hits that and you've done it too. You hit that super high note and I can't do that. So I just put my hands up that, and that say, that's me. Glenn Hansard, we talked about <laughs> yeah. that. You, I like you, that. Hansard. You like, you, you get a, a whole lot of that vibe going on. That, that's good. Yeah. Like when you hit the, like, that's just like, that's my soul crying out. Mm. Thank you for hitting that note that I can't do. Like that is how I feel. God just translate this right now, spirit. And, uh, so like when you said music, that was the first thing that came to mind. Plus we sang that song yesterday. Um, yeah, I just, all I got is a hallelujah. And I, and I, I don't know, I mean, maybe Brandon Lake wouldn't consider it a lament, but I think there's absolutely a lament. Sure. I agree with song you. Yeah. Because it's a, I mean, it's this idea, like, I don't, I don't have anything <laughs> worth bringing. I'm coming right. empty handed. Like, I've got, yeah, and, I, and I'll just, I'll just throw That's my good. hand. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just in a place where I've just got to yeah. surrender and I'm going to say hallelujah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a lament. so maybe it's more of a song of lament, whether that was Brandon's intentions or not. But. I think there's a great corner turn in that song when we get to the driving section where it says "Come on, my soul." There's a yeah. there's a there's a corner turn. I think where the morning turns to dancing. You yeah, know, if we can use biblical which, language, which you see. I mean, again, yeah. it's that. Which I I think that ties it back to joy. It's like, and that's kind of what I was hoping with the service is. Let's deal with this real stuff that's in front of us, whether it's mourning or something that we needed to, <clears throat> excuse me, give up control on, whatever it might mm -hmm. be, the circumstances. And now that we've addressed those things, let's re, let's pivot in our minds now to focus on the joy of our salvation. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping that pivot happened at some point for some people um, in that. And then I think we're able to amplify that through worship a song. Mm-hmm. If if we could, if you guys are willing, I'd like to maybe we, we Josh and I've done this last couple episodes shift kind of shift directions. Um, so for those um, who are watching and listening, <laughs> uh, and well they done. you know they find themselves struggling with the difference between happiness and joy, but they know deeply inside that they don't have joy right now. They might be happy in circumstantial things. What would you guys say? And, and I would encourage you just, just talk right to that person about how to restore the joy of the Lord in their lives. Let's bring an application to, to what you shared yesterday to the viewer, the listener who's without joy. What, 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 what can we say to them mm. that would give them uh, maybe Josh, you, you go first. Yeah, I mean, and I'll just say, I mean, and this is probably a, a just a reiteration in some ways of what Kinsey was saying yesterday. But I would I would say like explore what is it that that you're rooting everything in, mm -hmm. right? You, um, you know, because Kinsey, I think you did a good job unpacking right. Our joy is in our salvation, right? Your circumstances can't take that away, mm -hmm. 
right? And and we can hold on to that. And but but I think a lot of times we we root everything in in things that will leave us <laughs> wanting temporary things you know, because because we might say, oh yeah, well like I, I want to have joy, but we are still trying to root our happiness in circumstantial things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we're we're always gonna gonna come up short. I don't know if I don't know if that no. makes sense or if it that, to me, Kinsey, what think, would you say to well, that? Well I think I'll piggyback off of that. Good. Um you mentioned hurricane earlier, so that this is the word picture that's coming to mind is We mentioned you last week, Josh <laughs> did in the podcast. Josh said, I'm gonna give honor where honors due. Josh said, We love this about Kinsey. Kinsey is so good at, at bringing word pictures. He's like a master <laughs> word picture person. So proceed. Um, Hurricane word picture. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks guys. So I, I just, I don't have anything different to say. I'm just going to say it differently is, you know, whatever the thing is that you're hoping to get happiness in, whether that's a relationship um, whether it's in a job, a career, a big bank account, whatever that might be, like those are all uh, those things are going to perish at some point. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as a hur- hurricane comes in, it levels the town, it floods it, mm-hmm. it ruins the house. There's flood waters, there's mold that grows, there's all those different things. But when we put our joy in Jesus, who's unshakable, who's conquered the grave, mm. it doesn't matter what hurricane's going to happen. Like, that's the firm foundation that we can build on. Yeah. And so it's just like, because I wrestle with some of that. Like, um, even in my quiet time this morning um, in Luke 17, Jesus is talking about his return. And he mentions a couple of Old Testament stories. And one of them was Lot and speaking about his wife turning back and like i wrestled deep within my soul of would i look back for my loved ones like my wife and my Mm. kids Mm. and it shook me this morning Mm. and so like i really had to wrestle with that at my core of what am i elevating am i elevating my family yes they're important i'm called to be a husband i'm called to be a father but like have I elevated that too high or too close to my relationship with Jesus? Hmm. And that shook me this morning. Um, so that that was a storm that I had to deal with this morning. But to our listeners or watchers, um, maybe wrestle with that same idea. Am I elevating whatever this thing is? I think relationships is a good one to pick on because whether – we're a single person deeply desiring to to be married or we've elevated the kids above our marriage or you know whatever type of relationship we could unpack that for 20 minutes but mm-hmm. if we elevated relationships above god because relationships are fragile they can break a hurricane can come in and devastate those things and it could be it has nothing to do with you right it just whatever comes in Life. so Life, yeah. I mean, relationships are messy. Even even yes. healthy relationships, mm-hmm. even healthy, are messy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because you, you and I have never gotten into it before. No, I've never yelled at you across the office. <laughs> 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 We've never been red in the face at one another. <laughs> and in my case, all redheaded. Yes, the dome does. You guys turn are getting red, red right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, relationships are messy. Yeah, um, and. 
I, I guess I contribute that to the word picture of the hurricane. Like it just, it, it blows in, it makes a huge mess. Um, and then it's like picking up the pieces. And I like to watch this uh, show called this old house and they did a whole series. Norm. Yeah. Uh, on the East coast. And they were talking about these three different houses and how some of them were being rebuilt, but they showed this one house, literally the beach and all the houses around it were wiped out. It's this one house and they got a picture of all this water going around it. And it's the way that they built their foundation mm. on this house. All all the rest of them were just, it was like you had a rag and you just wiped them out of there. Mm -hmm. And this one house stood still. And to me, I think that goes back to our salvation, our relationship, our intimacy with Jesus foundation. on a daily basis. Mm. Um, then you can go down the rabbit hole of, how do you have intimacy with that's, Jesus? And that's really what I would say. I, that's where I was going. I, you know, thinking about restoring joy, listeners or viewers. Um, I'm going to, Josh and I have been talking about it for weeks now, but the spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. I would I would tell you, particularly with coming on the heels of, of Kinsey, talking about grief, talking about loss, talking about control. Mm -hmm. um, silence and solitude is probably one of the most powerful ways and methods of discovery. So you may be bent and you don't even know why you're bent, mm, right? Yeah. Like there may be these barometers like Kinsey was talking about earlier where you're you're upset with your spouse and you're like, why am I even acting this way? Like, mm. Why do I feel this way? And I think silence and solitude and, and coming to God and asking hands open, palms up mm. and saying, Holy Spirit, I'm present to you and to your power and to your piercing gaze. And I'm asking that you would speak to me. What What am I actually grieving about? Yeah. You know, some of us like Kinsey will have these really very serious life events that are obvious, right? Mm -hmm. But there's some things underneath the hood that you may not even know. You may not even know yeah. that are bringing grief and loss. And some of your joy may be getting sucked away because you haven't mm. properly grieved mm. those those little pebbles that are- Kind that of a, are, like, we're not therapists, but like, maybe we'll call them like micro griefs. Yes. Right? Like, hmm. yeah. I like that. Or, you know what? They could be actually really serious griefs, mm. that, but we didn't identify them as such. Right. Like we just said, yeah, we'll take the- it's this the milieu of, of life we're just going to sweep it under the under the rug and forget about it word picture iceberg bring it it's an iceberg like mm. you you just see the little tip of it but it's this ginormous thing under the surface yeah what 90 percent of it's below the water right mm -hmm. i mean you i mean i've heard this iceberg picture in multitude of contexts but yeah i mean maybe in silence and solitude which i that was a very small attempt yesterday during service in these moments of si like, I mean, we had a little music playing, but just a moment of reflection. I mean, we were doing silence and solitude yes, we were. in a big group. Mm -hmm. And I think it did reveal things to people, whether it was the tip of the iceberg or not, it's all the stuff below. But then what do we do now to, uh, you know, go into mm -hmm. that iceberg and take care of that? So that way it doesn't sink our Titanic ship. That's right. But I also think that's why people people freak out about silence and solitude. Yeah, right? it can it's be scary. Because they don't want to yeah. be alone with their yeah. own thoughts. <clears throat> they don't want to have space. Again, like we've become masters of 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 covering over and distracting and numbing the you know the grief the these all dumb things here. Yeah. Oh sure. 
So we don't we don't want to be alone with our thoughts because mm-hmm. now we're going to have to actually sit in this space and feel it. And, and see, I would argue that, um, at least for me, I don't want to project this on everybody. I kind of do to check my flesh on that. <laughs> but it's because we don't have a good understanding of the character of God. Mm-hmm. If we had a good handful of understanding of who God is and his character, his true character that's been consistent through time, I think it would be easier for us to let our guard down when he does reveal something to us. Mm -hmm. But because of maybe past childhood traumas or whatever, uh, bad examples, it's hard for us to to let go or open up to God because we don't have an understanding of his character. Mm-hmm. We feel like he's going to condemn us or judge us or whatever. And he's like, no, like he's faithful. He's enduring. He wants to walk with you. He just wants to reveal something uh, mm-hmm. in this Kairos moment. Kairos moment. I heard, I heard you sneak that in a couple of times. Oh. We actually, we told them, did Those you have the- anybody to ask you about your tattoo? We mentioned you and Kairos and oh, your yes, tattoo. We did. Uh, a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. How so much we, are you guys talking about? We me just talk, whatever pops up. We talk about anything and everything. Okay. So, well, guys, I think this was a good. Uh, this is a good episode to kind of unpack joy mm. uh, in that third candle, the shepherd's candle in the Advent season. Yeah. Um, anything else on joy before we uh, say goodbye? I think. I think we. I think we hit on some good stuff. You yeah. got anything, Kinsey? Uh, it would just be another episode, I guess. It'd just <laughs> <Yeah>. be another <laughs> part yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we really enjoy these uh, podcasts, being able to kind of unpack ideas and thoughts from Sundays a little bit more, kind of dig in a little deeper, get underneath the water, the surface to the bottom of that iceberg. Nice. Uh, you know, and we would really love it if you would like, share, uh, this podcast, episode 11, put it out on Facebook. That's one of the best places that you can share it. Um, another great way to help other people discover uh, Radiant Reflections is to actually rate and review this, like in whatever platform. If you're watching on YouTube, there it is. For those watching on YouTube, <laughs> like and subscribe. Uh, and then, yeah, on on iTunes and Spotify, there's ways to review. Um, I think the three of us, we should just say right now, we're going to make a commitment when this podcast comes out on Wednesday, we're going to share it on our platforms. Okay. I can, can do, we that. do that. Okay. I'm going to have to put a reminder in my phone. Put a reminder in your phone because <laughs> a gadget will, I'm really will tell bad us. On Facebook. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about chat GPT. We're, oh, no. we're, we're not going to talk about it because okay. it's a whole thing. But um, once we stop, oh, we need to talk about it. Okay. Because okay. I'm all super intrigued now. The, the li- listeners, viewers, go check this should, out. Should they Google this? OpenAI.com. The future is now. Oh, is this like some Will Smith, like robots are going to take over Bro, the world kind of thing? Like, it's guy net. But we it's won't go net. anywhere. This has been episode 11, Radiant Reflections. <laughs> Blessings to you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Advent. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.